Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for our Cleveland Beat reporter, Daryl Ryder. He's brought to us by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Hi, Daryl. How are you? Don't let Jeff hear you say that, Jeff. I, th- I think he's, I-, I like it better than The Simpsons, and The Simpsons have been around for like ever. Yeah, there, there, there are some uh, some quality uh, usage of the name Daryl in um, sitcom and movies alike. Daryl on the Office was a good yeah. Character. I think that's the one yeah. we should go. We should try to find some of those. <laughs> we'll start working on that. Uh, hey, let's start with the Cavs. You covered the Cavs last night. Your thoughts on uh, Garland coming back and where this team's going? Yeah, I, I mean it's uh, you know a lot of conversation about minutes and and lineups and how pieces and parts are fitting together and and look, I it's a work in progress now as they have the opportunity to reintegrate two key pieces to the puzzle here in uh, Mobley and Garland. Um, right now on on the minutes restrictions, they went ten deep. I don't know that JB is going to be able to keep. Uh, using five players off his bench. Some minutes are going to get lost in there uh, somewhere, but I just kind of feel like last night is a game where they they struggle. In years past, they might have lost that game. And uh, they, they just, you know, they, they found a way to get done. And a big reason why was because of Donovan Mitchell scoring uh, 20 of his 45 in the fourth quarter. I think he made... Six of the final nine Cavalier field goals. His last six points came from the free throw lines. And as J.B. Bickerstaff called him last night, the closer, he was the closer for the Cavs. And um, so uh, not going to argue with the results, but, um, you know, I, I think fans need to understand that they're far from a finished product. And the exciting part about them being far from a finished product is they're 29 and 16. And uh, JB mentioned last night he feels like they're going to be really, really good once they get the uh, the minutes in the rotation settled in. What's going to be the difference now as opposed to when they've been healthy in the past, Daryl? Well, I think the style, Jeff, um, because while Mobley and Garland were out, they kind of switched things up a little bit. And, you know, it, it's going to be interesting uh, you know they're 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 trying to create spacing on the floor by using the perimeter, and you know it, it's the one thing I've learned in the, the covering these last two games in person versus what I was watching on on TV is it, it's a lot different watching it. You, you don't really necessarily get an appreciation of 
some of the the spacing that JB's trying to accomplish by having them shoot 35 to 43 pointers uh, a game. But that, I mean, it's the modern NBA. It's, it's fun to watch. That's for sure. I mean, they're, you know, they're the hottest offense uh, in the league for the last month and a half. Um, you know, they're, they're getting extra possessions. I, I'd like to quite frankly, see them make a greater percentage of those three pointers. But uh, where I'm going with this thought is, is Evan Mobley. And they really want him to work on his perimeter game uh, beyond the arc and start taking those shots and making opposing teams respect him from beyond the arc. And I think that, Jeff, if that happens over the course of, let's say, the next two months, two and a half months before the playoffs begin, right, if they can go into the playoffs with Evan Mobley, a legitimate threat from beyond the arc as much as he is, you know, in the post or in the paint, um, I, I think that this uh, Cavaliers team will be a lot of fun to watch come uh, playoff time. I'll I'll just say this, and then I'll move on to something else. He's shooting eighteen percent on threes, Daryl. I, I know. I mean, but come, you know come what? On, Pract- I, Here, I get here's it. a turnip. Let me squeeze it and get some blood. <laughs> I I get it. But also, too, he's young enough that you can try and develop that. All I, right? I agree with and, that. And, and, I do and, agree and with at that. some point, uh, and to your I hear you because, you know, like I said, um, you know, last night uh, they shot 34% collectively as a team from beyond the arc. On Monday night against the Clippers, they were 32.5% from beyond the arc. I don't like, I, I you know, 13 of 40 Monday night. Last night they were 12 of 35. Um, again, I don't have a problem with taking the volume of shots I have a problem with they're not making enough of them <laughs> you know what I'm saying like yeah if you're gonna take the, them you better make them right you know, that's uh, the but thing the crazy part of this whole thing though is because I'm like all right they they have so many empty possessions right because then you look at the offensive rebounding you know uh Monday night uh against the Clippers uh they had 11 offensive rebounds last night against the Pistons they had 10 offensive rebounds so that means you have a lot of empty possessions in there, but they're still winning games. So it's like, it's really hard for, and I totally agree with you and I get where you're coming from, Jeff, but even me, like I just, it's hard for me to argue that what they're trying to do is not working because they're winning games doing it. So, um, but they got to get that three point shooting percentage up from my standpoint. And the more Evan Mobley does it and becomes comfortable, um, be still our hearts. He did take a shot from beyond the arc last night. He missed it, but he did hit the rim. So there's that. Let me uh, throw one one more thought at you. Do you get the sense that anybody over there thinks they're on a clock that is is clearly there, and it's a year and a half clock to when Donovan Mitchell can opt out, or or does everybody feel like, man, we're this is fine. We'll we'll make it all work because. As I said earlier in the show, something huge has to happen in the next year and a half. Either you re-sign him, you trade him, or you trade somebody else and and make it work. Do you get the sense that they they feel any kind of a a time situation here? If they do, which I'm sure they do, right? I mean, it's... I'd be stunned if they didn't, right? Um, that, that's Kobe Altman's job. He has to plan for today. He also has to plan for next season and the seasons to come, right, as far as how he 
uses assets, including cap space and cash and draft picks and things like that, right? Um, that being said, uh, to their credit, they do a very good job of projecting a unified, focused on the moment and today message. Um, so, yeah, I, I do feel like that they know the train is coming down the tracks right at them. Yep. But also at the same time, they know it's coming. But if they spend all their energy thinking about that rather than solving the problem of getting out of the way, getting off the tracks, right? You see what I'm saying? Yep. Then it's just, it, it obviously is not going to produce the result that they're, they're hoping to get, right? And they're not going to get the return on the investment that they made in acquiring Donovan Mitchell for the Utah Jazz. So, uh, yes, I'm very, I'm very confident. They know the clock is ticking. They, they, they know what day it is on the calendar. They, they know when the milk expires, uh, and they got to toss it out. But also at the same time, they're focused on maximizing what they have, and that's why with the trade deadline coming up, I'm not. I just I don't see a major move there. I don't either. I I think that if they make any type of a move, it's going to be on the periphery uh, for maybe some bench help. But then I don't know what bench help do they really need. It, 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 you know, may, do they need another shooter? Possibly. Um, I don't think that they need another big. Um, and you know, right now, again, you went ten deep on, or I should say, ten deep on your roster, five from your bench last night. I don't know that that's viable going forward. Somebody is going to lose some minutes once Evan Mobley and Darius Garland's minutes restrictions expire. All right, Daryl, I want to switch gears. I want to talk a little football with you for a second, and not the Super Bowl. Last week, I know you did a, a great job trying to track down the mayor of Cleveland and talking about the stadium stuff that's going on. What's the latest on the stadium stuff? Well, right now, I mean, it's it things seem to be pretty calm. Whatever conversations they're happening, they're they're doing a a good job keeping those behind closed doors. But the impression that I get is they just, for whatever reason, are still full steam ahead on the lakefront and trying to make that whole situation viable for everybody. Involved. When you say they, you mean the city, the city, team, the or, Browns, okay. Okay. every yeah, everybody. Okay, so it it's like that's Plan A. And I, I kind of get the feeling that's also plan B and C. Um, so we have options. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Here, here is your option right so, there. Right? W- w- so if they decide to stay on the lakefront, will they just yeah. take uh, – because it's going to cost, what, like a billion dollars to fix that. Will that's they just the, take that's, the – that, That's the starting price tag. Oh, okay. I, so I will it, be shocked if they get it done for a billion. If they're going to stay at that spot, will they just take the million dollars, put it in the lake, and just flush it? Out. A million or a billion? Billion, sorry, billion. Uh, I, I, uh, I'd love to see them take that whole stadium and throw it in the lake. Yeah, that's frankly. my point. I mean, if you're going to throw a um, billion dollars into the stadium, I, I mean, yeah. you may as well just throw it in the lake. Just put a billion dollars in the lake. Here's my thing. I just don't feel like a renovation solves the overarching problem, and that is a, giving them a building that can be used year-round. Yes, you can create spaces within the building that can be used year-round, and I recognize that, but I'm talking on – the big, massive scale, right? Last week, they had the big announcement. Billy Joel, Rod Stewart, going to be uh, September 13th, right? I'm going to tell you right now, and the Browns have some of the best groundskeepers that you'll ever find. They do a fantastic job. That field's going to be a cow pasture next season, probably. 
even with all the protection that they do of the sod and all that for concerts, it's probably going to be a cow pasture. Just get ready for it. Uh, pray for lots of sunny September days and no rain so that, uh, you know, they can get that thing, uh, you know, back up to standard uh, after that concert. But, you know, you want a building. If you're going to invest, how many figures is it? I, I can't even count that many figures. How many figures is a billion dollars? Seven. Three, six, nine, ten? Ten no, figures? No, it's ten. Yeah. A if million you're going ten figures Jeff, in an investment. Yeah. Well, I was off the top of my head. Yeah. I had to think for a minute. Uh, Trust so me, Andy. I. When it comes to millions and billions, I'm not your guy. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Neither am I. Um, but if you're going to invest ten figures in a facility, right, you, you from my standpoint, why don't you have something that you can have, you know, a major event one night and play a football game the next night, like you see around the country? Um, that's just that's just my view of the situation. Uh, I, I keeping the thing open air, and I, I just I don't think that that and putting in some clubs and new scoreboards, and hopefully they're not in the shape of Tennessee this time, and you know whatever else they want to do. Wow. I, just, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if that solves the the overarching. Uh, concern that a lot of people have, and that's the calendar. And the Haslam's have done a really good job of trying to add those extra dates to the stadium calendar every year. But yeah, I mean, we got about 18 more months of this conversation before we got to get to a resolution here. But similar to the Cav- what Jeff was talking about with the Cavaliers, uh, with the Browns in the stadium, that clock is also ticking fast. We're going to do our positional breakdowns of linebackers coming up. Is there one other position group on the team that might get less attention and maybe deservedly so because there's so much attention <laughs> on the D-line and the DBs than, than what the Browns are going to be doing at linebacker? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they, they, they're going to have a decision to make with Anthony Walker, okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, and and it's, a, it's a two-way decision, right? I mean, f- for the second straight year, Anthony is coming off of surgery again. Um, so th- there's a decision that you have to make there. Um, you know, I thought JOK was fabulous, uh, last season. I, I really did. Um, you know, Sione Takitaki, I, I thought, uh, was, was pretty good, uh, as well, but you know, they, there are some business decisions that are going to have to be made at that position group. So I, I don't know if less attention gets paid to them, Jeff, and, and I understand why you say that. Um, but they're going to, I think, have to pay attention to that uh, this offseason. Yeah, I'm just – we're trying to figure out how they're going to just – how they're going to figure out with all pay of these free agents. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, I think that's the hard part, right? Yeah, well, and I mean, look, this is, this is part of the juggling act that we've seen Andrew Berry do since taking over as the EVP of Football Ops and GM is – You know, he's become somewhat famous not only for his aggressiveness in making trades and bringing pieces and parts in that way, right, to fill needs, but also he's really aggressive in the one-year contract. Um, He's good for at least five or six one-year contracts every offseason, right? Um, And and to his credit, those one-year contracts have have actually paid dividends, like, I think they squeezed the most that they were going to get out of Jadavian Clowney out of that one-year contract, all right? Obviously, year two, or this bringing him back on a second one-year contract didn't end the way everyone hoped, but then you look at how he ended up playing in Baltimore on a one-year contract. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think Barry's done a nice job of, of 
really maximizing the usage of those one-year contracts, but the low-risk uh, commitment with a one-year contract also presents the problem of, well, you can't, you, you're not locking pieces in for significant amounts of time either. So if they perform really, really well, you risk you know, losing that player um, the, the following year. All right, Daryl, I have news for you. The Poobah has walked in the room and wants to speak to you. Go for it. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Come on, man. We have breaking Browns news that these guys are going to read to you, and you have to give quick answers as to what uh, is going to happen because it's really, really important. I'm ready, Daryl. Are you ready? Uh, All right, I'm I'm about to pour one out. Oh, you're going to love this. Okay. The uh, NFL has announced the participants for the Pro Bowl games. Oh, boy. You ready? The best catch from the NFC, it'll be Puka Nakua of the Rams against David Njoku of the Cleveland Browns. Pre-taped landmarks around Orlando. Best catch. Uh, I I thought that was going to be, I thought it was going to be an Amari Cooper. David Njoku. Event. Pick. Yep, pick one. Is Miles Garrett even participating this Hang year? On. Hang on, we'll, uh, you're we jumping get the to gun, him. man. It's yeah. like working with the Pooh Buyers jumps okay. the gun too. All right. Who's so winning that? Is he winning or not? Oh, he does. Like any of us know. Come That's on. That's what he said. What's the answer? Is he want a quick Darryl, result? Just no. say David. He no. says Ninjoku loses. Well, Puka's the hot rookie. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna make it so that he wins. Okay. Yeah. Next. You ready, Daryl? Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned him as what a phenomenal season that JOK had at linebacker for the Browns. 20 tackles for loss. We're going to talk about that in a minute, too. Uh, as a reward, he gets to participate in the closest to the pin competition. <laughs> what? Yeah. JOK playing golf. These, Who's he up against? These are so- uh, he's on the AFC team with A.J. Cole, Kyle Hamilton, Alec Engold of Miami, Raheem Mostert. Yeah. So I don't know enough about his golf. Why, why are they doing this to I, I, us? I, I, I don't know. Keep why is the off. NFL doing this to us? The high stakes competition starts off with two footballs in hand, mm-hmm. and then each player will attempt to catch punts from a jugs machine. Oh, this will go well. In it. Who's getting hurt in this contest? Keep Denzel going. Ward. <laughs> oh, yeah. Denzel. Oh, man. Denzel's in that one. Marvin Mims is in I'm try- it. I'm trying Broncos. to think if I ever saw Denzel field a punt. At practice, uh, I don't think I don't remember him fielding a punt in, in yeah. a Browns practice. Did he at Ohio only State? Nordonia. Yeah. So I'm I'm guessing that's going to go real well for him. And I love Denzel, but I don't know that catching punts is his thing. Dodgeball, we all understand that one, right? I'm all for dodgeball. Yeah, no Browns. Oh, if, good. If wasn't that the one Miles got hurt in last year? No, he he was in the gauntlet last year. He got oh, hurt. that was the he, he got hurt jumping yeah. over and crawling under things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kick. Remember, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Kick, tack, toe. Uh, the kicker doing his thing. It's Justin Tucker uh, against Travis Kelsey. Oh, no, I I'm sorry, s- against Brandon Aubrey. Yeah, I, I still yeah. say Dustin Hopkins got robbed. I, I realize Justin Tucker's going in the Hall of Fame, but uh, yeah. I, I think Dustin Hopkins totally got robbed. Move the chains, offensive and defensive linemen, strength and speed competition. Okay. Miles Garrett. All right. Well, let's of, hope, hopefully he hasn't break his foot this yeah, time. Yeah, he's one of five. And then uh, Miles is also in, Daryl, the gridiron gauntlet. Oh, why would he do that again? So what is, is wrong Wyatt with Teller. him? I, I just, yeah, I. Wyatt five Miles. seconds here. Listen, uh, what I'm, about I'm Mar- struggling with Curry, Pro Bowl Long snap, I'm yes or no? Madden head-to-head, David Njoku. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Madden. Uh, I'm going Njoku over Tyreek. Tug of war, Wyatt Teller. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he could be good. Oh, yeah. All yeah, right. why, yeah there why, you go, why buddy. All right, in case yeah. you're wondering, Denzel Ward, one punt return uh, at Ohio State, uh, 10 yards. There you uh, go. Okay, that's going to go really well. There we go. Daryl, thank you. We <laughs> thank appreciate you. you. Thank you, D. All right, I'm going to go have a drink now. All right, Daryl. Daryl. Jeff, Daryl. We're going to hear from Daryl in a second there, too. So, all right, we continue on. For those of you who have been playing along at home, done too many positional... game day in Cleveland podcasts. I have. Apparently, pal, twelve years, and he calls me Daryl. You're gonna be okay. I'll be all right. Do you, do you need a hug? I like Daryl. You need a hug. I think Did I've I known Daryl longer than I've known you. Uh no. I think I do. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back to eighty nine. I I only count two thousand three. Oh, oh, you don't. So the first time I met you didn't matter. That's what you're saying. Hey, there's Jeff Phelps from Channel 43, guys. Really? That's the, oh, whoop That's the loser? Guy? That's, a, oh, my God. There is hope we can get a job. We are going to get out of Kent State University. And we are going to get a job because if this guy can get a job, Thank you. anybody can get a Thank job. Thank you very much. Jeff, tee it up, my friend. Tee it up. Here we go. Yesterday was the defensive line. Today is linebackers, baby. Cleveland Browns positional breakdowns with Baskin and Phelps. And today we talk about the linebacking core for your Cleveland Browns. And now that we know that Jeremiah Wusu-Kormoa is going to compete in the golf competition at the Pro Bowl games. And he might sing while he's doing it. Uh, he is in. 100% in. There is a There could be a lot of turnover in the linebackers spot, as I look, just quickly, one, two, three, four, five free agents in the linebacking yeah. core in this season. So you tell me, my friend, what will the linebacking core look like, and what do we think of the current linebacking situation? Can I? I, I I'm going to sound so like Daryl, harsh, as Benigan said earlier. Harsh. I'm going to sound harsh when I say this. Are you ready? The entire linebacking situation comes down to only three words. The first one is Jeremiah. What's the second one? Awusu. And the third one is Koromoa. That's it. Darn, I was going to go with was and bullfrog. See, there you go. It's, I'm sorry to say that's all that matters here. Uh, JOK is 24. He played a lot of snaps last year, 72%. He's under contract. He led the team in tackles. He was fourth in the NFL in tackles for loss with 20. He was a Pro Bowl alternate. He's filling in for T.J. Watt now. He's going to the Pro Bowl games where he can hit golf balls. Other than that, at linebacker, anything I don't goes. think anything matters. And I, I don't. And Andy, you just said anything goes. You're exactly right. You have free agents: Matthew Adams, Jordan Kanoshik. They mainly played special teams. Yeah. Okay. So they do not... like Kinoshik, though. There's oh, no question. They, they, they like they them like both. Them. Yeah. yeah they're, and they're terrific. So you want them back for special teams? Great. Uh, here, here's the conundrum. And you tell me. And, and uh, India and Dan, I, I need your thoughts. Anthony Walker is terrific. I really like Anthony Walker. I do, too. He played 42% of the snaps yeah, last that's, year. That's a problem. He's played three years with the Browns. He missed 12 games this season since he's been in Cleveland. He has missed 23 of a possible 51 games. If you don't, if Andy's waving, if you don't bring him back, is anybody going to be really mad? Unfortunately, uh, Anthony hasn't been on the field very much. 
He's, he's barely played in half the games since he's been here for three years. He unfortunately hasn't been able to stay healthy. I like him a lot. I do. I think he's terrific. And he's, I do, too. He's but, great for the team. But? If he's not on the field, doesn't do you any good. Agree. So, you're going to go. It, it could be, hey, okay, who's available to play middle linebacker and make tackles behind our great defensive line? We'll, we'll bring in B.J. Goodson again. You know, they'll go get whoever it is, right? It's Dequel Jackson time again. Ooh, and I don't mean those guys in particular, but you know what I mean. Of he'll course. go find somebody to play middle linebacker, and he'll come in and he'll make a lot of tackles. That's what happens there. Sione Takitaki is a free agent. Former third-round pick. Um, not by this crew, Andy. He was a John Dorsey pick, but they they stuck with him. Now, he's durable. He's had a possible 72 games as a Brown. He's missed only 11 in five seasons. He's played 53% of the snaps. Has he been impactful enough that you would want to give him a big free agent contract? Or, or maybe... You know, maybe it becomes what Daryl said. You get a one-year deal. Guys, you want it? Here, one-year deal, and here's decent pay. I wouldn't sign him to a multi-year. He, he's been he's been productive, but I don't know that he's been hugely impactful for you. Then here's one that I think is painful. You guys tell me. W- would you bring back Taki Taki? Yeah, that's the question. Un- under what circumstances would you bring him back? One year? One yes. with an option? Something like that? You know where he falls into. The dreaded Browns third round pick. God, man, they got a lot of them. Did they did they get like seventeen bonus third round picks over the last four years? It just seems like everybody's a third round pick. Just going through it. Cedric Tillman, do, David Bell. Do you want him back? I, it wouldn't bother me if it he comes back. I thought there were signs of life, uh, especially towards the end of the season. With one year, uh one, two, maybe two year. I yeah, bring him back. He knows the system. Okay. I I think this is where Jim Schwartz comes into play. If Schwartz wants him back, he should be back. Piano. This feels about as plug and play as you're going to get. It's going to depend on what Jim Schwartz wants. He's never really had massive linebacker play. I mean, even go back to those Eagles days when the, yeah. that defense was rolling. They always said you could attack the linebackers. That's just kind of how the Jim Schwartz defense rolls. He's defensive line. He's, he's secondary. De- exactly. And everything in the middle is there to take up space. And that's why... That's why I don't think you lose any sleep if they don't bring back Taki Taki. They'll find somebody else to play linebacker. Here's one that I is, is tough. I had high hopes for Jacob Phillips. He was a third-round pick, Andrew Barry's first draft. He turns 25 in April. He's still really young. In four seasons, Andy, four seasons, he's played in 20 games. Mm. That's it. 20 games in four seasons. He didn't play this year. He's, he's just been hurt. He looks like, you know, he looks like exactly what you think a linebacker should look like. He's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's injured. Always. At least that's the way it seems. Uh, what he, a nice... He's never played in more than, I know you're going, I knew you'd drop four seasons on me. Well, you um, keep saying it, so. No anyway, more than nine games. Of Sherry he's here. played no more than nine games in a season. It was late December back in 63 when he was, oh, no, I'm sorry, that, was, that wasn't his rookie year. Uh, he's played no more than nine games of the season. He played four games in 2021, seven in 2022, none last year. Just don't call him a rag, though. You want him back? Yeah. You know, uh, you, you almost sign him to a non-guaranteed contract if if you even think of bringing him back. Hey, here's a non-guaranteed contract. You want to come to training camp and try and earn a job? And but he's You never, should be ahead of the game because you know what's never going been, on. He's never been helped. Who's, who's on the roster? J.O.K. 
Mahmoud Diabate. All right, he's under contract through 2025. Tony Fields, draft choice, under contract through 2025. And they have two guys on reserve future contracts, Caleb Johnson and Charlie Thomas. In other words, they've got one real linebacker. And that's JOK. That's it. Yeah. And then they're going to have to fill out the position with other guys. Either you bring a couple back, you bring one back, or Caleb Johnson or Charlie Thomas get going. I like Diabate. He's pretty active. I, I like him. Tony Fields. I think they like him, too. He, he can be active. Maybe those guys, maybe it's time you just play the younger guys because you don't. It doesn't matter. Right, that's, it's a, Andy. I that's, mean, linebackers have become the backup running backs the running, of the NFL. Andy? Nice little package right You're there. on the money, right? Thanks. Sometimes we, we... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, we think alike. Um, I'm wondering how you're thinking about kickers, because I know one funny man has a really interesting idea. We'll talk about that and a little bit more on the linebackers straight ahead. Coming up at 1 o'clock, Howard Beck. From the Ringer and Sirius XM, we'll talk some hoops with him. Basket and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan. All right, what do we got about Larry David here? So Larry David's been doing a bit of a promotional tour with the new season of, season of Curb coming back, which will be Sunday night. It'll be nice to have Curb back. It is the last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, or so they are claiming at this point. Larry's making it sound like it very much is. So he was on the Bill Simmons podcast. Larry David, of course, a giant sports fan, was given the, was given the time to give his thoughts once again. Oh, boy. On kicking in the NFL. But I really believe that we should get rid of goalposts in football. Field goals ruin the game. They don't enhance the game. They make it worse. You have this, you have a guy who's kicking a ball 
through parallel bars to win games. <laughs> Why? There's no reason behind it. He's not a football player. Buffalo didn't lose that game. This guy, this one guy who's not even a football player, loses the game for them. Why do we have to have it? What For what reason? It's so stupid, though. In a baseball game, should they put up parallel bars in center field and, <laughs> and have a fungo specialist try and hit the ball through the parallel bars? It has nothing to do with the game. Yeah, you come in, you bring in your fungo specialist. <laughs> And he tries to hit the fungo through the parallel bars. <laughs> that actually field. sounds like a good rule. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's as dumb as that. <laughs> here comes Bonzo, our fungo specialist. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to come uh, in here. Oh, looks like the fungo specialist is warming up. <laughs> it's interesting. He's unbelievable. You know, when you, when you think about it, though, what, what is football? It's 22 guys on the field at a time. Right trying to advance the football and physically beating on each other and getting hit and everything else. And then out of nowhere, it's like, here comes a guy. I'm going to put my foot on this ball that nobody else on the field does except the punter. And, and there you go. Kick three. (laughs) It's Scott Scott Norwood didn't lose the Super Bowl for the bills. He just didn't win it. (laughs) You can't assume points. You can't assume. I uh, there are we do have a do we have too many we have too many rules right? Huh? We have too many rules in, in football? football. Yeah. Like, Andy, like Andy, to us, it have, doesn't really you have matter. So many rules in football that the networks with the highest paid play-by-play guys in the world have rules analysts to help them figure out what's going on. Yes, there are too many rules. Right, so I'm watching this play. I don't know if it was from this year or not. It was a CFL play. Okay. Quarterback drops back, throws pass to receiver, who's standing behind the original line of scrimmage. Okay? Receiver takes ball, throws it off his foot like a mini punt, recovers it, and now it's a first down. I'm like, what is this all about? And then I'm like, how would that fly in the NFL? I would hope they would never do that. I I just, there are just some things you watch and you're like, well, I don't. Do they need to get rid of the goalposts in the NFL? I mean, really, we're, we're so close no. to get rid of kicking. No. I yes. like the field goal. I like field goals. It is football, isn't it? Well, it's the only part of the game that is football. Yeah. Well, punts. Yeah, okay, two. The modified kickoffs that we have now. Well, there are two guys on the entire field who put their foot to the ball. Two. And you have, you know, 60 guys on a team. Well, you could have three. Quarterback, if you want to do a drop kick. I'm well, just if you being, wanted to, you could put I'm Wyatt being, Teller back there and he could do it too. That's true too. But those are the unless you're gonna drop kick, Wyatt which normally is not not the punter or the kicker, right? Although that's one you want Tom Tupa on your team, right? Tom or Dave Zastido. Tom went playing for the Colts one time. He was playing the Browns. I think it was playing the Browns. Had the U and and the P ripped off of his jersey. And he was Tom Ta. You remember the most bizarre it things. Was, it was bizarre. I, I The other thing that was coming into play is I was watching over the weekends, too, and we get to these these points in the onside kick. I, I don't know. I, I Like, onside kicks don't work. They really haven't worked this year unless we're playing the Jets yeah, two years ago. Why, why do we even have that in the game? Yeah, I would rather see 
first down or a, a dead ball play, right? Just like an extra point, where you have 35 yards to get a first down or 30 yards to get a first down. Something that is almost as impossible as recovering an onside kick. Why do we change the game for that? We change the game because you don't want guys getting injured, which makes me think that the tush push that the Eagles, you know, the 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 brotherly shove. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that either. I think it's going away. I think they'll get rid of it. Uh, has anyone been injured on the tush push? Um, Jason Kelsey will tell you that it's like the worst play ever. They're good at it, but he said, I hate it. Apparently when Jason, I, I read a story about it, you know, his job is to go as low as possible and right. drive. And he said, and then I get all these, you know, thousand guys, mammoth guys piling yeah. on me. Apparently when they do it, at least the last game, as soon as the snap happened and starts going, he started screaming. Let me up. No expletives. <laughs> Just screaming cuss words. <laughs> uh, you think, Dan, you think that's gone? Tush push? I mean, it's a, rug, it's a rugby scrum. Yeah, it's what a rugby it is. scrum. I, it just is one of those things that's like, okay, is this is this really the wheel that need the squeaky wheel that needs the grease? Exactly. That's it, and it that's kind of falls true. under that. Yeah. There are bigger problems with this sport than is that the squeaky wheel that really needs the grease? Let me go back to the onside kick play, rather than the onside kick. Are you are you good with a field goal? Are you leaving it in the game? Yeah, I'm leaving it in the oh, game. I'm going to yeah. tell Larry David to stick it. I yeah. would ditch the field goal in a second. Get Why? rid of the goalposts. Get rid of the kickers. Get rid of punters. So it's then, ridiculous. so then, what do you do? You score I touchdowns disagree. or nothing? Yeah. You score touchdowns or you get nothing? No. In the same way in in Major League Baseball, you uh, score we have runs. Too or many you get rules. Nothing. We have you too put many... the ball in no. the basket or you get nothing. Too many rules and not enough ways to score points. Are we here for points or are we here for violence? What are we here for? I'm here for points. Well, I'm here for the beauty of the sport. There have to be other ways to score points. Coming down your eyes. Yes. Should they add other ways to score points in this game? No. I'm like on a kickoff. Why not? Let's not. Let's reward the kicker. Let's move the kickoff back, at maybe even five more yards, and then if they can put it through the upright, you get one. It is ridiculous that one group of players play a huge chunk of this game, and then it comes down to somebody who has been on the field for three minutes max. Well, you know, in Canada, you, know, you could put a wide receiver, silly. but you could put a wide receiver in at the end of the game, and they can catch a game winner, and they've only played one play. How many times has that happened? Though I don't, I don't have that analytic. I'm well, not analytic, I, Dan, I, like you are. Oh yes, because I have all of that memorized. Yes, you do. But it's more like most of the time, the wide receivers who are catching said plays have been on the field more than five percent of the snaps, four percent of the snaps. The kicker's on the field for. Four percent, but the it's a part, the of, the it's a part of the game. It's a part of the game. Here's another aspect of it. You ready? Right. Yes. Most, would you agree? Most football players probably started playing at the very least in high school. Okay. And and really worked at their craft. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you hear of a of a fluky thing where a guy just you know ends up being an athletic freak right because he's three hundred twenty five. Ronaldo Skeets Nehemiah. Yeah, right. Okay. Was a was yeah. a sprinter. They turned him into a wide receiver. Kickers come out of nowhere. Some of them have actually been doing it. The leading scorer in the National Football League this year mm-hmm. didn't play college football. Brandon Aubrey of the Dallas Cowboys was drafted out of Notre Dame to play MLS soccer. He right. was a defender. It okay. didn't work. All right. He was sitting on a couch with his wife, and they were watching football, and he needed a gig. She said, you think you can kick a football? Yeah. 
Well, why don't you go try that? So he did. Okay. He made the Cowboys this year after kicking in, I think it was the USFL for the last two years with Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And boom, leading kicker in the NFL. And meanwhile, you know, Joe Thomas has been perfecting his craft since he was a wee lad in Wisconsin. Yeah, don't you also think it's silly that you can play an entire game of football without ever touching the football? Is that sillier than a guy coming out on the field and kicking a field goal at the end of the game? No. You know, Canada has a rouge. Yeah. You talked about other ways to score a point. Yeah. What is it? I I still don't. I'm looking at it, and I still don't understand what it is. Can I give it to you real quick? Yeah, explain it. Um, it's a it's one point. Okay. The kicking team fair catch or something is given a rouge if the team either misses a field goal or punts the football, and the receiving team doesn't get the ball out of the end zone. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So, but their end zones are you know like seventy five yards long. They're steep. actually 25. 70, 75 meters. Oh, history. okay, good. Yeah. Or a team can score a rouge. There are two ways to do it. If the ball goes through the end zone and out of bounds without being touched on a missed field goal or a punt. What if they put their arms out like lacrosse players put their sticks out? I don't know. Have you ever seen that? I don't know. That's another goofy thing. I don't know. Lacrosse players, who you've got to throw your stick out on the end line. Rouges are not awarded if the ball's downed in the end zone after an interception in the end zone. So what's that, a touchback? I guess so. Field Should we goals, have rouges? I field goals it. in football are the equivalent of a basketball team getting the ball past half court into the three-point line, and then at the end of 24 seconds throwing their hands in the air and having somebody waltz onto the floor and have to hit a granny shot from the spot that the play ended. Like, that's what we're talking about. I think about. you are so wrong. That's what we're talking You You're can just guard so the granny wrong. shot, I, but that's what we're doing I here. think kickers are part of the game. I don't have a problem. You need an alternative way to score. I mean, without... Other than a touchdown. You need... Uh, other than safety and touchdown. Give me another way to score, and maybe I'll get rid of the kickers. Dan apparently wanted to eliminate the Gogolak brothers from the NFL. Oh, man, they're coming for you. Guys who brought the soccer-style kick into the league. Way yeah. to go, Dan. Yeah, before that, man, I mean, it was all just straight on. are going straight on. It would be the equivalent in soccer of like, okay, we've done what we can for a period of time, and before we turn it over, we're going to pick up the ball and throw it like handball at the goalie. It is kind of silly when you think about, you know, passing, running, blocking, tackling, all that stuff. And then Kicking. Here, then here comes a guy, and he picks a ball up through sticks. I think you guys are totally standing wrong. Standing straight up. I, I Actually, you know what? You guys should – And then we can't even tell. We don't we, – you know, we have, we have laser beams on the field showing where the first downs are. But we can't put laser beams in the uprights to make sure the kick goes through. Well, you tried your best three times. Let's let somebody else have a shot. (laughs) We're talking about this later in the show. It's coming back. (laughs) We're back at one. Yeah, we are. I'm bringing it back up. Are you eliminating kickers from football? I think it's silly. Well, you two made an argument for 20 minutes about it. Save it for next week. No, you're not. You're both wrong. We'll talk about it after Howard. Both wrong. You're both wrong. Says the man who thinks he's right. Well, says the man that's sending you to break. 216-474-0092. Howard back next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 